0: A few years ago there was a movie that came out and it was entitled God is not dead. Some of you may have seen it. And the general premise of the movie was that there was a student, a Christian student that was attending college and one of the classes he was taken was taught by a professor who was a strong atheist. And So the professor at one point came out and made the statement God is dead. Well, the student obviously objected to that, and they got into a discussion about that. And the discussion happened on several different occasions. till finally, they agreed to a debate to the existence of a God. And whoever could convince the class from their side, that would end the debate. So the debate began with the Christian student, and he laid out a lot of good points, points that, that the professor was having a hard time coming back at. And you could tell as the students spoke more and more, the professor was beginning to get frustrated. And then he got angry. And then he was seething to the point of saying to that student, I should fail you now. Well, the student walked up to him and said, why do you hate God so much? And the professor laughed it off and said, that's, that's no question. And he kept saying, why do you hate God? Why do you hate God? Why do you hate God? Finally, the professor exploded and said, because he took everything from me. And the student very calmly said, how can you hate something that doesn't exist? I doubt in our lives that we're gonna be confronted or be in that situation. But what it made me think, and I still think to this day, of that scene. And I know those were two actors there, and they were playing a role, but it made me stop and think, could I defend the existence of God? Is my faith strong enough that I could defend it and say, yes, God exists and this is why? I still think to this day about that. I'd like to look at today's reading, first reading in that context. But to understand that first reading, we've got to go back a little ways. Because to read it as itself, it might be a little confusing. So we go back to right after Jesus rose from the dead. What's happening? The apostles have locked themselves in a room, barred the door so no one can get in. They were deathly afraid that the Jews were going to come and cart them away and do the same thing to them as they did to Jesus. They're cowering in this room. And what happens? Jesus walks into the room through the barred door and he says, peace be with you, relax, calm down. And he lays the Holy Spirit upon them and empowers them with the Holy Spirit. He opens their minds to the scriptures so they fully understand it. Then he charges them and says, go out into the world, tell people about me, tell people about what happened and baptize all nations. The apostles are charged. They've got what they need. The Holy Spirit is in them now. So they go out and do just that. At one point, Peter and John are walking to the synagogue to preach. To preach about Jesus Christ in the synagogue. And they come across this beggar, this man who has been lame all of his life and can't walk. And the beggar says, can you give me some money? And Peter says, I have no money to give you but what I can give you is the healing grace of Jesus Christ. And he heals them right there. Well, word about this spread like wildfire. Everybody had heard about it, including all the Sanhedrin, the the high priest, Annas, Caiaphas, all the people got together and they wanted to know about this miracle, but they didn't call it a miracle. So they pull Peter and John in front of them And it would be like testifying in front of Congress or the Senate. And they they want to know, how did you do this? Was it magic? And that's where we pick it up, where Peter says, if you're wanting to know how this was done, this, this beautiful act of somebody being healed, it was done through Jesus Christ. And then he challenges them. He says, that same Jesus Christ that you crucified... That same Jesus Christ that was raised from the dead by his father. That same Jesus Christ that is the cornerstone, but you've rejected him. Now, this council had never had anybody speak to them like that. They didn't know what to do. Here's this common man yelling at them, challenging them. And all they can do is say, okay, you guys get out of here and don't do it again. And I'm sure they went, yeah, sure, we're not going to do it again, you know. But they left and they did that. So that brings us back to present day. And the question that begs from that is, what am I willing to do to stand up for my faith? How far am I willing to go to stand up for my God, to stand up for Jesus Christ? What am I willing to sacrifice for my faith? You know, the Catholic Church and Christians in general have been persecuted since Jesus Christ all the way through to today, even today. And as I said, we may not have to debate an an atheist, but our faith can be challenged even in small ways by people questioning what we do, what we believe, by people mocking us. What are we going to do in those situations? How do we handle it? We have to ask ourselves those questions because it will happen. I guess a better way to look at it, bringing it to present day is, am I willing to stand up for God, for Jesus Christ, the way I would stand up for my spouse or my children or my loved ones or a friend? That's the question I think we really have to soul search in ourselves. Amen.